Welcome to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Now get ready for another episode of Strange Things with Joshua P. Warren. The thoughts and opinions expressed by the host are thoughts and opinions only and do not necessarily reflect those of iHeartMedia, iHeartRadio, Coast to Coast AM, employees of Premier Networks or their sponsors and associates. You are encouraged to do the proper amount of research yourself, depending on the subject matter and your needs. I'll be bringing you brand new, mind-blowing content, news, exercises, and weird experiments you can do at home, and a lot more on this edition of the show, More Paranormal Animals. Do you know that Oscar, the death-sensing cat, is still alive? He lives at the Steerhouse Nursing and Rehab Center in Providence, Rhode Island. He's been there since 2005. He came to public attention in 2007 when he was featured in an article by Dr. David Dosa in the New England Journal of Medicine. And according to Dosa, Oscar appears able to predict the impending death of terminally ill patients by choosing to nap next to people a few hours before they die. He, uh, the cat there was the subject of a book that Dosa wrote in 2010 called making rounds with Oscar, the extraordinary gift of an ordinary cat. So they say that Oscar, the therapy cat is in this 41 bed facility. And he has been described generally as aloof, and, quote, not a cat that's friendly to people, end quote, sometimes hissing at people when he wants to be left alone. Why is it that things named Oscar are always grouchy? Uh, it says after Oscar had been at Steerhouse for around six months, staff noticed that Oscar often chose to nap next to residents who died within several hours of his arrival. It seemed to staff as if Oscar were trying to comfort and provide company to people as they died. Joan Tino, a physician there, said, quote, It's not that the cat is consistently there first, but the cat always does manage to make an appearance, and it always seems to be in the last two hours, end quote. After Oscar accurately predicted 25 deaths, staff started calling family members of residents as soon as they discovered him sleeping next to someone in order to notify them and give them an opportunity to say goodbye before the impending death. How about that? Can you imagine the facility calls you up and says, hey, uh, you should know Oscar just curled up with grandma. So might want to come down here and see her one last time before Oscar eats her. <laughs> That's terrible. I'm joking. I'm joking. 
Nobody can explain how that Oscar does this. Okay. And the, the obvious thing that people ask, can he smell something, some kind of a chemical, uh, an odor that's released just before death occurs? Uh, well, if so, then what, what makes him special? Why don't all cats consistently do that? You know, um, and, and then also, one person here speculates that maybe he just picks up on the stillness and lack of movement in the room rather than the smell. Nobody knows. Nobody knows how this cat can sense death. If we could figure that out, that might tell us something really fascinating about, well, I guess certainly the paranormal power of pets, but what death itself is. I'll keep an eye on that story for you. We'll see if we can figure out more about what's happening with Oscar. And then let's go, let's switch to dogs. Do you know about the suicide bridge for dogs? It's in Overton. Actually, it's called the Overton Bridge. That's spelled O-V-E-R-T-O-U-N. It's called the Overton Bridge, and it's in Scotland. Now, this is a big, beautiful, wide, gray bridge, and it spans a deep ravine next to this striking, majestic castle. The ravine is about 50 feet deep. And this bridge was built in 1895. And it's always had a spooky reputation, but the stories really hit the media in 2005. That's when they say a lot of publicity was given to reports of an, an, a number of dogs either falling or jumping from the bridge, resulting in injury or death upon landing on the rocks there 50 feet or 15 meters below. And explanations for these deaths have ranged from claims of ghosts and supernatural causes to natural explanations of dogs being attracted to the scent or sounds of nearby animals in the undergrowth and uh, consequently losing their balance on the sloping surfaces of the bridge there. And as we look more into the specifics here, it says, from approximately 2005 onward, stories of dogs apparently leaping to their deaths from the bridge have continued to be published. Uh, a canine psychologist named David Sands said that maybe it has something to do with the surrounding foliage, that given the extremely steep drop off the side of the bridge, the appearance of the ground and maybe combined with the residual odor from male mink urine uh, could all combine to lure dogs into this vulnerable position where they, they fall or just jump off the bridge. That theory, however, was protested by a local hunter and resident of 50 years named John Joyce, who, who stated that, quote, there are no mink in the area, end quote. In 2019, the owners of the castle there, which they call the Overton House, Bob and Melissa Hill, said that in 17 years of residing at the house, they have actually witnessed a number of dogs become agitated, just jump up and fall from the bridge. So this 
is that's eerie. Okay. But listen to this. This is just downright creepy. In October of 1994, a man went to that bridge and threw his two week old son to his death from the bridge because he believed that his son was an incarnation of the devil. And he then attempted to commit suicide several times, first by attempting to jump off the bridge and later by slashing his wrists. Now, ooh, does that kind of give you some goosebumps? What a setting. A spooky old big majestic castle in Scotland with a bridge where dogs are jumping off and a guy just walks up and throws a baby in saying this is the incarnation of the devil and then tries to kill him. I mean, like, you know, I thought to myself, I'd like to travel there and investigate it, but I'm also kind of intimidated by it. You know, as time has gone on, I've become more and more hesitant to go to really dark, evil places. Um, but I don't know when, when it's okay to travel again, I might just have to say, what the heck I'm going to Scotland and I'm going to check this place out and see, is this land cursed? Um, you know, is surely there's something going on here that, because, you know, you'd think that again, if this, if there was a a more natural common explanation for this and that kind of thing would happen more often at other places around the planet. So there must be something paranormal happening. There's something these dogs are sensing. I don't know if they're, if they're attacking something or if they are becoming possessed by something. It kind of sounds like maybe a possession though, doesn't it? Maybe it's both. I don't, that's what I'm saying. I don't have all the answers here, but dogs and cats have long been associated with the paranormal. In fact, it really goes all the way back to this terrible book that was published in, let's see, 1487. Perhaps you've heard of it. It's called the Malleus Maleficarum, which translates into the Hammer of Witches. Now, even though, okay, well, this book was the handbook that was used to persecute, you know, torture and kill all these quote unquote witches back in the day. It was written by Henrik Kramer and James Springer, and they were Dominican Catholic friars who helped to spearhead this whole witch hunting craze of the 15th through the 17th centuries. During that period of time, sales of this book, the Malleus Maleficarum, were only exceeded by the Bible. And by the way, the Bible says, quote, thou shalt not suffer a witch to live, end quote. So up to millions of people may have been tortured and killed due to the influence of this handbook. And in this book, they talk explicitly about why cats are evil. And they get into why dogs are holy and good. Uh, When we come back from the break, I'll tell you more about what they wrote and why they believe that. And then we'll move on to some other stories of very strange paranormal phenomena related to animals. We'll get into some birds. I think I even have some pretty cool audio I'm going to play for you. This is kind of a, a part two, really, coming uh, on the heels of my last show. There's just too much animal stuff to talk about. Hey, listen, if you enjoy The Unexplained, The Mysterious, 
breaking news. I've got some breaking news coming up soon that I will not be talking about on this podcast. You can only get it if you subscribe to my free e-newsletter. It's free and spam-free. Go to joshuapwarren.com. You'll see the little box on the front there where you put your email address in there, and you will instantly receive some free gifts from me, including a free good luck charm, and you'll get access to instructions on how to build aura glasses to let you see the other side, and even my five-minute money-attracting secret. All that's free if you sign up through joshuapwarren.com. I am Joshua P. Warren. You're listening to Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. And I will be right back. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. People don't always realize just how much their negative thoughts and experiences stick with them and weigh them down. You may find your brain constantly running through a highlight reel of bad moments. That comment your friend made last week that hurt your feelings. That frustrating thing your mom does. Or that silly thing you said in a meeting. Maybe it's time to get it all off your chest. Whether it's a tiny annoyance or something much bigger, talking about it can give you some relief and lead you to a potential solution. That's where therapy comes in. It's a safe space to share whatever's weighing you down and learn to process it so your internal highlight reel can focus on the good stuff. And BetterHelp offers affordable online therapy on a schedule that works for you. Connect with a licensed therapist by text, phone, or video call. Start the process in minutes and switch therapist anytime. Let it out with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash strange things today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot slash strange things. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. The four organization. The Art Bell Vault has classic audio waiting for you now. Go to coasttocoastam.com for details. Hey 
Every eight minutes, the American Red Cross brings help and hope to people in need. Thanks to the support of everyday heroes like you, the Red Cross is able to respond to disasters, big and small. Support military families. Help ensure that blood is available when needed and teach life-saving skills like CPR and first aid. Be a hero. Donate today. Visit redcross.org or call 1-800-RED-CROSS. Are you looking for that certain someone who shares your interests in UFOs, ghosts, Bigfoot, conspiracy theories, and the paranormal? Well, look no further than ParanormalDate.com, the unique site for like-minded people. If you like the senior crowd, try ParanormalDate.com slash seniors to meet like-minded people that are 60 plus. It all depends on what you prefer. ParanormalDate.com is great for everyone. You can also tap into members that are 60 plus at ParanormalDate.com slash seniors. Enjoy your search and have some fun at ParanormalDate.com. And we're back with Strange Things and Joshua P. Warren. To strange things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. I am your host, the Wizard of Weird, beaming into your wormhole brain from my studio in Sin City, Las Vegas, Nevada, where every day is golden and every night is silver. You know, the ancient Egyptians basically adored cats, treated them like royalty. There are tons of cat mummies out there all over the place. And yet the Europeans of the Middle Ages demonized cats, literally. And it was exemplified by this book, The Malleus Maleficarum, in which they claimed that witches liked to turn into cats and even attack people. They tell a very detailed story in here about a workman who was attacked by a bunch of witches that had turned into cats. Uh, they called cats perfiduous. That means tending to betray. Said they were perfiduous vehicles for witches. And this popular guide, the Malleus Maleficarum, immortalized a connection between felines and the supernatural for better or for worse. On the other hand, dogs were seen as representing the holy viewpoint. And as a matter of fact, when it comes to dogs, it says that they even represented one of the founding um, Catholic priests there. I, okay, here it is. Uh, the Let's see, the Order of Preaching Friars was it represented its first founder as a dog barking against heresy. You see what they did there? They contrasted dogs and cats as cats are of the devil and dogs are good. 
And so, you know, you had the stigma surrounding cats. I mean, to this day, you have the traditional sorcerer with, with the, the, the purring cat sidekick. Black cats are still thought to sometimes harbor bad luck. They're popular targets for Halloween tricks. And we know that that's a bunch of nonsense, don't we? We know that's hogwash because if you've seen any internet videos, you've seen plenty of videos of dogs and cats cuddling up together. But regardless, it just goes to show how that those two creatures are renowned for having some kind of a paranormal aura, some some kind of supernatural mystique surrounds both dogs and cats. And there is some truth to them being able to see things and perceive things that we cannot. And I think that's why that oftentimes animals are great harbingers. You know, they, they freak out right before there's an earthquake or some other type of disaster because they can sense things that we can't and we don't know what it is. But aside from dogs and cats, I will tell you one of the strangest experiences that I ever had involved a different type of creature. Let me just tell you this story if you've never heard it. I grew up on kind of a small farm in the mountains of western North Carolina. And by small, I mean, you know, we had chickens and ducks and goats and a horse and all this kind of stuff. And we lived primarily on a big hill. And so it was a huge pain for me as a kid to carry food and water up and down this hill all the time to these animals. Um, and that those hills actually backed up to a, a vast, vast property of uh, just thick woods and wilderness. Well, one day my dad was perplexed when he discovered a chicken had been killed, but it had not been eaten. There were some little puncture wounds and its blood had been drained. Okay. This is just like straight out of the chupacabra lore. And he couldn't for the life of him figure out what was happening because then it happened again and again and again. And I mean, it became a regular thing. Just about every day, he'd go up there and find at least one chicken drained of blood. And that was it. With some little puncture wounds or things that look like a puncture wound. And he, you know, he, he made sure that everything was sealed up tightly. Just didn't make sense. So my dad, when he was young, used to be a trapper. He used to go out and trap muskrats and things. And so he had some old rusty steel muskrat traps. And so he set. He set some bait one night. He he had a, um, let's see, he got a giant wooden crate and he put the traps in there with a bunch of raw, bloody chicken all over them. And then late that night, probably about 10 o'clock at night, the dogs started barking like crazy outside and we stepped out and we could hear those chains on those traps jangling around up at the top of the hill. We said, Oh, something's in there. We got something. So of course the whole family piles out of the house with flashlights and we go up there and peer inside this box and saw a truly shocking sight inside this giant crate is a gigantic great horned owl. And this thing is ticked off and puffed up and mad. Okay. And it's got one of its talons, one of its fingers there stuck right in this trap. 
And I mean, it was a truly majestic thing to see. And immediately, of course, <laughs> we had this problem. Okay. Well, how do we, how do we release this thing now? Because we knew if that thing got out and attacked one of us, I mean, it was going to be bad. So my dad ended up getting a big long pole and my mom and sister and I, we went back, you know, toward the house and he was able to get that pole in there and maneuver it enough to release that trap. And the owl pulled its, its little finger out and, uh, we just got out of there and like, you know, went up there 30 minutes later and the owl was gone. We never saw that owl again. And never after that was there another chicken drained of blood. Now, the weird thing is, to me, that clearly indicates that that great horned owl was flying into the chicken coop every night and sucking the blood out of a chicken. But I have seen no evidence uh, in, in, the, in zoology, so to speak, that owls are supposed to do that. Maybe there's some new data I'm not familiar with, and you can tell me if you know more about that. But I've always thought when I read these chupacabra stories, I mean, obviously, you can't apply that kind of thing to a goat or, you know, some some of these big creatures. But um, for little things, I believe the great horned owl was at least, you know, responsible for that. So it's not necessarily a paranormal thing other than the fact that it kind of relates to a possible explanation for some of the low scale chupacabra and, you know, blood sucking vampiric stuff that you hear about out there. Birds are certainly bizarre creatures, aren't they? You know, birds, they say they are, well, they're dinosaurs. Uh, that they, you know, the dinosaurs evolved into birds. And when you look at the skeletons, it sure looks that way. And, uh, look at how remarkable they are. Birds can talk, you know, uh, you know, I was, um, I want to play some audio for you real quick because in April of 2017, Lauren and I went to this beautiful Waldorf Astoria resort in Puerto Rico, right there on the coast, on the East coast called El Conquistador. And inside they had a cage in the lobby with a parrot a female parrot named Casey, and they had a little sign with Casey's bio, and this parrot, they say, was born in 1927. That parrot was 90 years old. Can you believe that? A 90-year-old parrot. And so here, Lauren and I are looking at this thing, and it looked like it was, you know, I mean, it, it, you could see this is an old parrot, but I mean, it, it wasn't like half dead or anything. And if you don't know any Spanish, you probably at least know what hola means, right? That says that that's hello in Spanish. And Casey was very happy to say hola. You can tell this bird's been saying hola for 90 years. Uh, here's a little audio from my, um, from my few minutes there in the lobby with this is Lauren and me talking to Casey, the 90 year old Puerto Rican parrot. This bird. Was born in 1927. This bird is 90 years old. Hola. 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 Have you ever seen a 90-year-old bird before? No, I sure haven't. That's pretty wild, isn't it? I mean, just to to try to imagine that that bird 
has been around that long, the things that it has witnessed, the Great Depression, World War II, Man on the Moon, etc. I told you in my last show that marine biologists went to the South Pacific and they were exploring this part of the seafloor known as the deadest spot in the ocean. And yet they went down 226 feet. That's 68.9 meters. And they found some microorganisms there that were alive. And they claim these microorganisms are 101.5 million years old. Absolutely unimaginable. Unimaginable. They believe these are the longest living life forms ever found. And you don't think there might be some kind of life out there in space? Oh, yeah. Oh, there's definitely life in space. When we come back from this break, I'm going to tell you about some other lifespans that may shock you of creatures right here on this planet. More demonstrations, really, of just how amazing and almost paranormal animals are. I'm Joshua P. Warren. You're listening to Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. And I'll be back right after these messages. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. 
As we age, cells break down on women and men, causing fine lines, wrinkles, bags under the eyes, crepey skin on the neck, and aging on the hands. Now, Dr. Newman's stem cell-based Luminous products at a newly reduced price will help you return to a youthful vitality and radiance. Dr. Newman, how does Luminous help revitalize your skin and prevent sagging and wrinkles in the skin? I created the Luminous Skincare Line to address all the problems that we have with our skin, from around the eyes where we get the sagginess and the bags and the crepiness on the neck, even the lines that we get around the eyes and the droopiness around the forehead. All of these things can be treated with the Luminous Skin Care Line because our products are made to work synergistically to improve the skin on the face, on the neck. You can even use it on the hands and the decote, which is the area where we get a lot of sun on the chest. And you will see improvements in these areas. The Luminous Serum is the powerhouse of the product line. It has the most amount of APT200, which is the stem cell factor to improve the skin. The Luminous Serum, you can put it all over the face and neck to improve the lines and the tightness. You can even put it on the upper eyelid and lower eyelid to improve the sagginess of the neck as well. Thank you, Dr. Newman. We've had such an amazing response to Luminous Serum with the highest amount of APT200 that we've reduced the price over 33%. Or try the Luminous Serum for only $19.99 with our postage paid starter kit. Visit healthylooking.com. That's healthylooking.com or by phone at 800-604-3129. Luminous for women and men. Luminous not available in stores. 800-604-3129 or healthylooking.com. The Coast to Coast AM mobile app is here and waiting for you right now. And with the app, you can hear classic shows from the past seven years, listen to the current live show, and get access to the Art Bell Vault where you can listen to uninterrupted audio. Head on over to the coasttocoastam.com website. We have a handy video guide to help you get the most out of your mobile app usage. All the info is waiting for you now at coasttocoastam.com. That's coasttocoastam.com. Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. I am your host, Joshua P. Warren, and this is the show where the unusual becomes usual. Do you know they have found sponges, you know, living creatures, sponges, in the East China Sea? that are over 10,000 years old. But you might think, okay, well, microorganisms, sponges, you know, these that's weird stuff. It's like aliens. I can't re- really relate to that. But okay, well, let's move more into animals you can relate to a bit better, like a shark, okay? At least a shark has two eyes, a mouth. It's a big thing. You've seen a shark. I'm sure you've been to an aquarium. The Greenland shark of the North Atlantic Ocean can live up to 512 years. Think about that. A shark swimming around for 512 years. 
a tortoise named Tumalila died at the age of 188 in May of 1966. At that time, the oldest verified vertebrate. That tortoise was born in 1777. Okay, think about that. I'm sure that many of you listening were alive in 1966. And so just think, there was a tortoise alive at the same time you were alive that was born the year after the Declaration of Independence was signed. And then right now, there's a turtle that's still alive, Jonathan, a giant tortoise living on the island of St. Helena. He is reported to be 189 years old right now as I speak, and may therefore be the oldest current, uh, currently living terrestrial animal, if that claim is true. So of the whole planet, of the animals that we know about, it may be that the oldest thing running around here on the ground is Jonathan, the 189-year-old tortoise. When you start thinking about these things, though, you can't help but wonder how humans fit into it. The oldest person to ever live that is fully documented by science was a French woman named Jean Calment. Jean Calment. Or maybe for her, it's probably Jean Calment or something like that, because she's French. She lived to be 122 years and 164 days old. So again, making her the oldest fully scientifically documented human who has ever lived. She died on August 4th of 1997. One report claimed that she, as a girl, recalled selling colored pencils to Van Gogh and seeing the Eiffel Tower being built. Uh, this woman, now you might wonder, okay, if you meet somebody who's 122, you're going to say, what's the secret? Ah, tell me how it... And which, by the way, I, I'm thinking, I don't know if I want to be 122, really. I mean, if, I, I, am, if I'm going to feel okay, fine. I'll live forever if I feel okay. But unless, you know, some miraculous scientific advances are made, I don't want to be 122 anytime soon. Uh, that's an ironic way of putting it, isn't it? So she says uh, what her secret was. The secret to her longevity and relatively youthful appearance for her age, the secret was a diet rich in olive oil. That's what she said. And, of course, there's so much interest in her. Here is, I know we're getting off the topic of animals a bit, but do you want to hear about her daily routine? Of course you do. After her admission to the Masson du Lac nursing home in January of 1985 at the age of 109, she initially followed a highly ritualized daily routine. Here is that routine. She requested to be awoken at 6.45 a.m. and started the day with a long prayer at her window, thanking God for being alive and for the beautiful day which she was starting. Well, let me pause for a second. Doesn't that sound familiar? You know how I am always saying that I believe it's important to start your day by saying something like, uh, I believe 
I live in a friendly, loving, supportive universe that wants me to be happy and succeed. That's how I start my day, and I think you should do the same thing. I live in a friendly, loving, supportive universe that wants me to be happy and succeed. It doesn't have to be that exact wording, but it is important to start your day with some type of an affirmation. Even if you don't believe it, just say it, just do it, and you'll be surprised the impact it makes, and we'll hear some proof of that, I guess. Says she sometimes loudly asked the reason for her longevity and why she was the only one alive in her family. That's sad, isn't it? Seated on her armchair, she did gymnastics wearing her stereo headset. Her exercises included flexing and extending the hands, then the legs. Nurses noted that she moved faster than other residents who were 30 years younger. Her breakfast consisted of coffee with milk and rusks. A rusk is a, kind of a hard, dry biscuit or like a twice-baked bread, similar to something a baby might teeth on. Uh, she washed herself unassisted with a flannel cloth rather than taking a shower. That's interesting, isn't it? She washed herself unassisted with a flannel cloth rather than taking a shower applying first soap, then olive oil and powder to her face. She washed her own glass and cutlery before proceeding to lunch. She enjoyed braised beef, but was not keen on boiled fish. She had dessert with every meal and said that given a choice, she would eat fried and spicy foods instead of the bland foods on the menu. Of course she would. She made herself daily fruit salads with bananas and oranges. She enjoyed chocolate, sometimes indulging in a kilogram that's 2.2 pounds per week. After the meal, she smoked a Dunhill cigarette and drank a small amount of port wine. In the afternoon, she would take a nap for two hours in her armchair and then visit her neighbors in the care home telling them about the latest news she had heard on the radio. At nightfall, she would dine quickly, return to her room, listen to music, smoke a last cigarette, <laughs> and go to bed at 10 p.m. On Sundays, she went to Mass, and on Fridays to Vespers, and regularly conversed with and sought help from God, and wondered about the afterlife. So... Look, I'm not saying that that's the how-to blueprint for everybody who wants to live to be old, but that's what worked for her. That's what she did, apparently. So, I don't know. Do you want to be 122? If not, you know, it's like the old joke. Nobody wants to live to be 100 except a 99-year-old. So, your opinion on that sort of thing might change a little bit as time goes on. So it's amazing, though, to think of how short our lifespan is compared to so many animals. And do you know what the largest animal on Earth is? And, and, and this is the real kicker, I think. It's not just the largest animal on Earth. They say it is the largest creature that has ever existed on Earth. Okay, so you see all these dinosaurs and they just look tremendous, you know, the, the terrible lizards. As big as they are, 
right now, the biggest animal on Earth is the biggest creature that has ever lived on Earth by all evidence found. It is, of course, the blue whale. The blue whale is 110 feet long. So that's longer than two city buses. And they're very mysterious creatures, all right. And I went out and I got some clips of what a blue well sounds like in nature. Would you like to hear some clips of what the largest thing that's ever lived on Earth sounds like? And of course, it produces high tones and low tones, and we can't hear all the tones with our ears or with our speakers or our headphones. But this ought to give you an idea of what the biggest thing that's ever lived sounds like. Here we go. Actual tones from Blue Wells. It's kind of uh, hair-raising, isn't it, in a weird way? How long do you think that they live? you think they live a long time or a short time? The biggest thing. Guess what? They can live 80 to 90 years. And yet, a mayfly, similar to a little housefly, a mayfly lives 24 hours. A fruit fly, <laughs> 30 days. When we come back... Some creepy animal stories. I'm Joshua P. Warren. You're listening to Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. And I will be right back. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, 
Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. The internet is an extraordinary resource that links our children to a world of information, experiences, and ideas. It can also expose them to risk. Teach your children the basic safety rules of the virtual world. Our children are everything. Do everything for them. Hey, the Coast to Coast AM YouTube channel is waiting for you now. Go to coasttocoastam.com for more information. Did you know that tests that could save your life from cancer are now available for little or no cost? Thanks to the health care law called the Affordable Care Act? Let this be the year you get screening tests that can help detect cancer early when it's most treatable. Don't let concerns get in your way. Talk to a doctor or other medical professional to learn more about the best cancer testing options for you. the final segment of this edition of Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. I am your host, Joshua P. Warren. And before I read you some creepy animal stories, I think in general, the best way for me to summarize these past two shows about the amazing and paranormal powers of animals is to read to you the last two paragraphs of my book, Pet Ghosts, Animal Encounters from Beyond the Grave. This book is actually out of print. It was published in 2006, but you should still be able to find a used copy of it somewhere out there. We need to get this thing back in print. So much to do, so little time. But here is how I summed things up in this book. We are a part of the animals around us, indistinguishable from them at the smallest levels. By looking at them, 
appreciating their special senses and learning from their transitions between this realm and others, we can understand more about ourselves. When we compare their superpowers to ours and ours to theirs, a balance is struck, an essential equilibrium designed by millions of years. This, more than anything, reveals the true wonder of nature and the full spectrum of life. Betwixt us all, we can fly, breathe underwater, hibernate, regenerate amputated limbs, change colors, withstand the vacuum of space, see into frequencies high and low, have the strength of Hercules, and move at sensational speeds. Whatever God is, we can know God through creations. Each day we learn more, and some of those creations we have only glimpsed thus far. Keep your mind and eyes wide open. If you blink, you may miss the next one. In this book, we've pondered the definition of a pet, how we separate them from animals in general. Perhaps, first and foremost, the reason we call them pets is because we pet them. Each time you share a moment of affection with your animal, think about what must be running through your animal's head. That is probably the key to the strongest bond obtainable, even capable of bringing them back from the other side, trying to understand them, hoping they understand us. We should both learn from each other. I'd like to think we're on the same boat, simply trying to make it through life the best way possible, using whatever gifts nature has given. At that level, if on no other, we are surely the same. There you have it. There you have it. That's what it's all about. And now, for the last segment of the show, some creepy, <laughs> some creepy animal stories. This was sent to me by a woman named Cindy Acosta about an incident that happened in Sacramento, California in 1999. She says, my friend Mike and I were heading out to clean up a house that an old lady had died in. It was around 7 p.m. when we left for Austin Street. A friend's mom lived just across the field from it, so we parked there and walked over. It was a really big job, so I started at one end of the home and Mike at the other. When we initially walked in, the smell was pretty bad. It smelled of death. As we threw things in garbage bags, we came across jars packed full of money. We opened one of the jars and touched the bills, and they instantly turned to dust. Immediately, a picture fell off the wall, slamming into the floor. I was starting to get scared, and it was dark outside now, but Mike insisted that it was nothing and we needed to continue doing our job. I told him that I felt someone or something was in there with us and that I was getting really uncomfortable. And finally, he admitted that he was scared, too and we headed into the kitchen. On the kitchen table stood a cat that had its back arched, 
with its hair on end, huge eyes open and teeth bared. It was standing there, but it was dead. I don't know what had happened to make a cat die like that, but it looked like it had been scared to death. I ran for my life across the field to my mom's house and never returned. Wow. Literally scared to death. Can't you just visualize that story? Wow. Thank you, Cindy. Let me squeeze in one more. This is from Melissa, a home organizer, Afton, Virginia. This is something that happened to her in 2002. She said, I moved in with a friend in Virginia who was a single dad to help him out with his finances and kids. It was not a smooth transition. I was abruptly woken up every night around 1 a.m. from a horrifying dream involving large black birds swooping down at me. On the fourth night, I woke again from this reoccurring nightmare, only this time I saw a man who appeared to be from the 1800s sitting on my bed. He faded away along with the imprint on the mattress where he had been sitting. I woke up my friend who does hypnosis and we went to work on getting me to tune into this dream and apparition and find its meaning and resolution. In the hypnosis session, I was talking as if I were the man from the 1800s. This man stated that he was dabbling in black magic when he was alive, using his will to gain power over others. One of his favorite tools was a murder of crows that would harass his enemies, scratching and biting them. This became his calling card. Unfortunately for him, he got sloppy in his practice and the tables turned. Through a dramatic series of events, the dark magician's own army of birds attacked him and pecked him to death. My friend counseled the misguided spirit and eventually got him into the light. As this session was coming to a close, there was a loud bang at the front door. We finished, and we went to investigate the noise. There, in the center of the front stoop, with its wings spread out majestically, was the largest black crow either of us had ever seen. It was dead. <laughs> Whoa. Now tell me, that would not freak you out a little bit, huh? <laughs> Thanks so much for that report. And by the way, have you ever wondered why they call a group of crows a murder of crows? It's one of those things that's kind of mysterious. I looked it up and, and here's what I was able to find. Officially, a group of crows is a flock and the word murder is a poetic term used in literature that originated in England in the 15th century. The website for the PBS documentary called A Murder of Crows states there are, quote, different explanations for the origin of this term, mostly based on old folk tales and superstitions, end quote. One states that crows often will come together and decide the capital fate of another crow. Did you get that? 
so it's like the crows get together and figure out whether or not they're going to kill a particular crow. Okay. Uh, another possible origin comes from people who view, quote, the appearance of crows as an omen of death, end quote. So, so there you go. Officially, it's a flock, but we all know them as a murder of crows. And that's, I guess, the closest we're going to get to some kind of an explanation on that. Uh, okay. I believe we have reached the end of another marvelous show. And uh, before we play the good fortune tone and listen to that together, uh, you know, Justin Perry recently interviewed me on his show. You are creators on YouTube. If you haven't seen that, you need to go to YouTube and uh, just do a search for manifesting using prayer boards and you are creators and listen to what happened to Justin when he started experimenting. You can also scroll through my tweets there and find the link. Uh, at Joshua P. Warren is my Twitter account, and you'll see it linked up there for you as well. It's really, really good. It's 45 minutes, and you get to see my face instead of just listening to me. Okay, take a break. Relax. Close your eyes if you can. Enjoy the good fortune tone. That's it for this edition of the show. Follow me on Twitter at Joshua P. Warren. Plus, visit JoshuaPWarren.com to sign up for my free e-newsletter to receive a free instant gift and check out the cool stuff in the curiosity shop all at JoshuaPWarren.com. I have a fun one lined up for you next time, I promise. So please tell all your friends to subscribe to this show and to always remember the golden rule. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your interest and support. Thank you for staying curious. And I will talk to you again soon. You've been listening to Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Well, if you like this episode of Strange Things, wait till you hear the next one. Thank you for listening to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. <laughs>